Hey there, Coach Rocky here, talking about all things rye hockey. Today I'm very happy to have with us Joel Rosenberg. Joel, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, Joel has uh, been involved with the uh, Rye Rangers for a few years now, and he's coaching some of the older uh, players in our program. So I thought it would be uh, really interesting to hear from Joel because we've been spending so much time on the eight and unders and the, and the ADM and, and what we do with our, our, our young kids out there. Uh, but this is a, a, going to be a great podcast because we can now learn as to what these uh, young players can look forward to as they uh, grow older and, and keep playing this wonderful game of ice hockey. So um, I always try and start off the, uh, the podcast, Joel, uh, with some information like, who are you? you know, where are you from? I know you're from Sweden, but where in Sweden are you from? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your background. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Joel Rosenberg. Um, I grew up in the northern part of Sweden in a very small town called Luleå. It's about maybe an hour, hour and a half from the, the Finnish border. So <clears throat> it's kind of way up there. Uh, I'm, I'm the youngest of three brothers. Um, and my family, they still live, uh, live back home in Sweden, but nowadays more down south in Stockholm. So that's actually where I go when I go back visiting them in Sweden. Um, today I live with my uh, beautiful wife and my do dog Brody in Stamford, Connecticut. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, and I know the name of your dog. What's the name of your wife? Sam. Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> Samantha and Brody. That's great. So how long have you uh, been in the United States? Uh, gosh, I think we're coming up on 10 years now. Uh, so I first came over here playing junior hockey and that was kind of like my way or path over here. So, uh, but yeah, I've been there for a while now. Okay. We're going to get to that in a minute, but let's start at your very uh, young age. When did you start uh, playing ice hockey? Do you remember the, the first couple of years on the ice as a kid? Uh, I don't remember the exact age, but I would imagine it's probably around the four or five uh, years old. And uh, hockey was kind of a natural sport for me to pick up because uh, just not only because where I live and grew up, uh, obviously had very heavy win winters because it's so far up north. But uh, my dad was also, dad, my dad and my family was very interested in the sport. And my dad was a goalie in his younger youth. And uh uh, so it came kind of natural, and uh, my middle brother, he uh, he was playing, um, so it was kind of like a good path for me to obviously try it out as well. So do you remember, you're like four or five, do you remember your first uh, ice hockey coach? Was it your dad? No, it was actually uh, one of my friend's dad. Uh, his name was Roger Eriksson. Um, and I, I do remember my early youth days. Uh, I, was, I was not a very good skater, not a very good player overall. Um, and he was actually battling very hard with my parents to try to get me to play goalie, um, which I was actually pretty decent at. But um, I guess I have to thank my mom and dad on that one because they kept me out of the net. <laughs> so your father was a goalie and he didn't want you to be goalie? Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, I'm I'm not sure why. I think it's just because how expensive the equipment is, and when you're in that age, you have to buy everything yourself. So I think they were trying to keep uh, keep their money in their pocket a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, obviously you know all about the ADM program for the eight and under kids, um, and you see how incredibly uh, advantage it is for the kids to to be learning the game in small areas and having so many multiple touches. Do you remember as a young kid? how you were trained to, uh, to begin with in your hockey career? 
Yeah, uh, I don't want to swear on it, but I do believe the ADM model is somewhat influenced from the Scandinavian model, how we think about, you know, development, especially in the young youth. Um, and uh, when, I, when I was growing up, we were doing a lot of similar stuff, uh, such as, you know, small area games, stationary kind of stuff, drills, uh, used to work on you know, more the individual skill on the players and, you know, making sure you get a lot of touches and stuff like that in practice. So I, I, I see very, or a lot of similarities that how I grew up playing and practicing and things like that, so. Do you remember how many kids would be on the ice when you were uh, practicing as an eight and under? Uh, we, we did it, I believe, pretty similar. Um, I, ca I can't remember when I was that young, but I, I'm, I'm sure we had, you know, two, two to three teams on the ice. Um, so I, I, I would say it was very similar. Like we're, we're we're doing it over here too. Okay, so let's move on. So now out of out of the might area, now you're like 10, 12 years old. Do you remember those years of playing hockey? And do you remember the team that you were on? And and uh, were you getting a a flavor for the game and and how good you could become? Yeah, um, it was not actually until I was, you know between 12 and maybe 14, 15, when I actually started to improve as a player and actually enjoy the sport a little bit more. Because in, in the early age, like I was mentioning, I, I, was not, I was not very good, you know. I didn't even care if we lost or won, won or whatever. I probably didn't even know if we did. Uh, I, was, I was just happy to be on the ice. But when I started to get closer to the 12, 13 years, 14 years old, uh, I started to get, you know, the growth spurt and I started to develop and I uh, really started to enjoy the sport. So, uh, uh, and I think when I got closer to 14, 15, um, I actually switched program from my suburban team to um, kind of like the town. I guess you can compare it to a AAA program over here. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and I really started to take off with hockey and I you know, started to see it on a different perspective that maybe this is something I want to do long term. So, so okay, so you're 14, you're playing on this uh, competitive team. This is not a school team. This is a outside team. Yeah, it's kind of like travel hockey. Travel hockey, okay. And how far did you travel? When you were, uh, when so you I, was, I was lucky. I, I, I lived, because uh, during that time, we kind of moved out from the suburbs into like the city of Lulio, if you can, not can call it a city, it's a small city. Um, but we moved into the centrum and uh, we were very close to the ice, ice rink where we were practicing. So, you know, it was practice every day, uh, games on the weekends. And when we had further games down in, you know, the Stockholm area where we either, you know, the team paid for a flight or we took a bus or so everything was structured around the team. Because especially when you start to go, get up to that age, um, a lot of the more competitive teams they're sponsored from uh, like the Swedish Hockey League um, pro teams. Uh, so it's kind of like under the same organization. So we pretty much are on the same budget as them. So, you know, we got skate sticks and trips were paid for, hotels were paid for. So it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Do you remember traveling outside of Sweden as a kid uh, for the first time to play hockey? Yeah, we, we used to go to, uh, to Finland a lot just because where we were located and uh, it was close to go there for tournaments and stuff like that. Um, so it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. 
Okay, so maybe Finland would be the only country that you traveled to. Did you ever go to Europe or did you ever go to Canada? <laughs> no, we, we didn't do anything like that. F Finland was probably, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Finland was probably the only country that I uh, really visited and played hockey as a youth. So one more uh, question about um, hockey coaches. Do you have a hockey mentor uh, from as a kid that you remember being the best coach and the one who taught you the most, who got you the most interested, who got you the most enthusiastic about the game? Uh, I can't really say that I had a hockey mentor, but I have to say that my middle brother, who also was playing uh, hockey, he, he was very important to me. Um, he was always someone that I looked up to, especially in the younger days, because he, uh, he, was, he was a pretty good in his youth, and I was not, and I always kind of wanted to be like him. Um, do everything that he was doing because we were, we were 17 months, 16 months apart. So, you know, his friends, I wanted them to be my friends too. And uh, the teams he was playing for, I wanted to play for them too. Um, so he, he was very important. Um, not that my oldest brother was important either, though, but he, he, uh, he was, you know, a little bit older and he didn't play hockey, but uh, he, 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 um, he kind of put the standard on how we should behave outside hockey. Like he was uh, great in school, so our parents always compared his high school grades to me and my brothers. So <laughs> it was kind of like, guys, this is the target you guys need to hit. So uh, he, he kind of put up some pressure on us in that way. So I, I appreciate that you now, know, these days. Your brothers, do they both still live in uh, Sweden? Uh, yes, they do. And I also want to mention that, obviously I think this goes for everyone, but my, my parents was a big, uh, big uh you know influence on me too and I, I i'm a big believer that they are the coach that you not really necessarily think of as a coach but i think they learn you a lot of you know life lessons outside hockey and uh you know you look up to them and you know you see how they deal with their up and downs and i think that has some influence on you um because i know like in her uh, you know late early like towards the end of my youth career you know I had a lot of downs so it could have been easily for me just to hang decide to hang the skates up and you know say I'm done but um so I guess I guess I have to thank them a little bit on for kind of like the person I am today uh, which I hope is a decent one <laughs> yeah well you are Joel and that's really nice to hear about your parents okay so now you're 14 you're playing very competitive hockey give me the uh, the transition how, how did you uh, go from that travel team to junior and then to Manhattanville College. Take us through that progression. <clears throat> yeah, so I um, I was playing there, doing well, um, and then when I started to get up to you know 18, uh, 18 19 years old, um, I kind of had some mixed success. Um, so I figured it, you know I wanted to try something new, and uh, the U.S. that's always been something in my back head. It would be cool to come over here and play and. You know, watch all these YouTube videos and, you know, it'd be cool to try something new out. Uh, so I got in contact with a bunch of people, um, some hockey agents. And um, but it was one guy and he was actually a Canadian guy that kind of, you know, helped me and went that extra mile for me to to see if this was something that actually was possible. And uh, what he did was every summer he um, he put together a team with a bunch of Canadian junior hockey players. There was players from the BCHL, the AJHL, and you know the Saskatchewan League. Um, so he invited me to come and play for his team uh, one summer. 
which I ended up doing. And that year, um, Ryan Johansson was actually on the team, and I believe he's with Nashville Predators now. Uh, so it was kind of cool, especially, you know, looking back at it now. Um, but so I went and played for his team, and at the time, college was not really, really on the map. I, you know, I just wanted to come over here and maybe try to play junior hockey or whatever. Um, so he had set up a bunch of meetings with coaches that was going to come and watch me. And uh, he also introduced me to college coaches, which was, you know, just a good experience to uh, learn from them and see what this whole college thing was was about. Um, so it was it was good. Sounds like a, a showcase. It, it was a summer. Exactly. It was a summer showcase. It was the, they call it the NHL pre-draft. And, and it's basically for, you know, uh, college coaches and junior coaches coming and, and, and where would you play what, what cities were you playing in Canada in that summer so he actually played it was in Boston so it was in the US oh, okay. uh, just because um, that's usually where he because Boston have a lot of showcases throughout the summer mm-hmm. um, Marlboro I know we go there with our youth teams at times playing tournaments but they they have big showcases uh, in Boston uh, outside Boston and uh, he usually had a team in at least one of them each time Okay, so all the college coaches are looking at you and then looking at the other players, and, and you ended up choosing Manhattanville. So how did that selection come about? So I actually, my first two years, I didn't, you know, I, I used to come over, I used to play junior hockey. Um, and uh, I spent doing that for two years. Where? And like a, uh, it's, uh, it's Eastern Junior Hockey League. It's actually funny because I ended up being a little bit of a suitcase when I was here my first two years. You know, I got traded from team to team to team. Uh, so I had a lot of different footprints, but uh, I really enjoyed my two years and kind of like towards the tail end of it, I started to think that maybe this college thing can be something to try out. You know, that will push my life decision another four years to decide what I want to do when I'm actually done with hockey. Um, and, you know, towards the end of my junior career, all most of the Division One schools had kind of lost my cell phone number so I kind of had to start looking at D3 and Manhattanville was an awesome fit because it was a good location good school great hockey program their visit was even better than some of the division one schools that I visited because they treated everyone so professional and uh, it, it, it was just a great fit so you were 20 years old when you um, you, you joined the Valiance in Manhattanville about yeah Turning 21, 21, yeah. 21, okay, that was your first year. Well, so um, describe your uh, career at Manhattanville. I know you were very productive. And any thoughts while you were there about maybe turning pro at some point? Uh, my, my first couple of years, that was definitely on my mind because the hockey was kind of like the pro- number one uh, factor in choosing school. Um, and but I don't know it was kind of like as school went on and uh, it was going well and I tried different internships uh, my focus kind of shifted a little bit I'm not saying that I stopped loving hockey the same way it's just I guess I got a different perspective on things and uh, uh, kind of starting to see that maybe there are other things you can do in life than just hockey you can still have it as a hobby but I gotta admit uh, you know this Westchester area too just with the pe- su- successful people you get to know here, and that kind of gives you another type of motivation too. Uh, so I, I guess I just got a different perspective in things and wanted to try something new. And I just figured if I can use the same motivation I had with hockey towards you know a professional career, I hope I can do 
okay in life. So yeah, well, I'm sure you, I'm sure you're doing well, and I'm sure <laughs> you're going to continue to do well. So um, the fact that you didn't turn pro was actually to our benefit because you got on our radar here with the Rye Rangers. So when you graduated, we picked you off to uh, help coach a few teams. And right now, you're involved with three, but mostly with the 16 and under uh, midget team. Yep. So describe you know, what you're doing right now for the Rye Rangers. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm currently coaching, or I'm the head coach for the U16 tournament bound and uh, the second Bantam team. Uh, then I'm also helping out whenever I can with uh, the second U16 team. Um, and it's it's going great. I I I love it. It's uh, especially when they starting to come up today that age too, because it's kind of especially U sixteen. They're going from being you know nice, quiet little kids, <laughs> just saying yes, coach, yes, coach, to actually you know uh, trying to test you a little bit, if that's the right word. But it's a great group of kids because I believe this uh, the second year U sixteen we have uh, they're actually the first. Uh, the first group that I believe Rye Rangers implemented the ADM on. Uh, so we, we, we have had a really successful year so far. I don't want to jinx anything, but we're in a good spot to uh, hopefully at the end of the year, uh, we get to go up to Buffalo and play in the state tournament. So that would be kind of a cool. Now you brought that team to Marble, Marblehead, correct? Yeah, Marble. we did. And that's actually the first time we bring uh, the U16 to. And how did you uh, do in that tournament? Uh, we ended up winning that one. And it was kind of an exciting fi- uh, game in the final, too. Um, I, just a little background on that, too. It was kind of funny. Beforehand, uh, I got a phone call from Steve Ketchabaugh, and uh, he tells me, uh, you know, in the tournament up there, you may be playing one or two U18 teams because uh, they didn't have enough to fill the tournament with U16 teams. And I was kind of like, all right, um, you know, that's, that's fine or whatever. Um, and then we come come up there, you know, every single team we're playing, they're probably a foot or two taller than all our kids and bigger. So I'm, you know, after we ended up winning the tournament, whatever, I was like, there's no way that, you know, we played any U16 teams. So I started to look up to other teams. It actually turned out that we was in a U18 division. So every team we played was actually U18 teams and we ended up winning in, you know, a crazy overtime uh, in the final game. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Good conference for the kids. Too. I guess it sounds like it was better that you didn't know until, yeah. until after it was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I, I think the tournament was a really good, uh, I, I felt like we kind of turned things around on the ice. And I, not that we had, you know, any, loss or any losses or anything before that, but it, it was just kind of like getting the team get together. And we just got had a different go after that tournament. So I thought, I thought it was a great, great experience and I think it was good for the kids to get the feeling of winning something and uh, no it, it was pretty awesome and what's your your, your uh, favorite thing about coaching right now these kids um, it's it's tough to put you know something that I can particularly look at but one thing that I really enjoy and kind of fulfill me is that uh, when there is a kid that you like meet in the rinks a couple years after you have had as, as a kid um, and he recognize you and still call you coach. And maybe he have went on and playing AAA around here and doing well, but he still, you know, remembers that I was his coach. And I, I, I think that personally, that's kind of fulfilling and it's, 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 it's a good experience for sure. Very rewarding. Yeah, exactly. Hey, listen, I want to take a minute to talk about uh, something special that we announced um, at our uh, annual picnic last year. It's called the Rye Rangers Award. 
Um, and I know a lot of our um, listeners know about it, but I want to go over it one more time because we're going to be looking for some candidates for this particular award. And I can't think of a better place than, than the midget program. So the chances are with our two 1600 midget teams, the candidates are going to come from your area. And this is a, um, uh, an award that we, we really call a good citizenship award. And these, uh, the candidates must have exemplified themselves not only as role model players, but also in the community, community whether it be coaching, refereeing, or helping others out. Last year, Evan Ketchabal uh, won the award, and he's off to college now. So uh, we want, want to get the word out, um, not only to, again, our listeners, but you, Joel, to pass the word on to your players and say, hey, there's something out here. And there's a scholarship that's attached to it, a college scholarship. And again, the kids don't have to be, you know, a senior in high school. They could be a sophomore and junior in high school, but they need to uh, show good citizenship. So um, I'm hoping you'll be able to pass that, uh, that word along to uh, all the players. And for the listeners out there, please share this information with uh, your young kids. Uh, something to look forward to. So um, here we are um, near the end of our, our podcast. And I always uh, like to end up uh, with a question. Um, to my uh, my guests. What fun fact about yourself, Joel, would you like to share with the uh, community that they possibly don't know anything about? <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'm not 100% sure if this will be a complete surprise, but uh, when I was in high school, I actually almost failed uh, English class. Uh, I When I grew up, I really struggling with learning languages and uh, Especially in high school, I never thought that English was even going to be something that I was going to use. Uh, so, you know, I know I know people have a hard time to understand my Swinglish, Swinglish even today. But, you know, f- several years back when I first came over to the U.S., I would you know be surprised if you understood a single <laughs> word I was saying. Uh, but, you know, practice makes perfect. So. Or I guess almost perfect. <laughs> so how was it when you uh, got into school over here? Did, did you... Uh... You challenge your professors with your swinglish as you call it yeah uh no i mean i had two years prior to school to kind of practice some on it on it but i uh it actually helped a ton uh my freshman year of school because we had uh you know freshman year writing or whatever you call it uh so that that actually helped me a ton and i had a really good teacher uh she had to work a lot with me and i did a lot of extra hours in the <laughs> library but uh, I, th- I think it turned out pretty okay. Yeah, it's, it, it does. It's, it's terrific. Hey, Joel, congratulations on your career, and thank you so much for everything you do for the Rye Rangers. And uh, we wish you the best of luck with your uh, tournament-bound team. We Hopefully uh, you make it your way up to Buffalo. Yeah, thank you very much, and I hope so as well. So okay, thank boy. you. Good seeing you. Thank you.